It's not the Zaid. It's not the story. It's the Zaid story. Welcome back to the Zaid story. And no, that was not the soundtrack to the movie we saw tonight, but it was the most Western theme that I could think of. Congratulations, Ennio Morricone, on your Oscar for the Hateful Eight soundtrack. Tonight, we went and saw The Magnificent Seven. (laughs) I know you didn't hear it, but that's the song I just played. (laughs) You are good, and that was a really good whistle. Thank you. Thank you very much. Did you know that sometimes Jordan and I have whistling contests? Is it like a whistle-off who can hold the whistle the longest, who can match the tune the best? Who Yeah, it's who produces the best whistle, period. The strongest sound, okay. kind of like what you mentioned in the first, like clarity, purity, mm-hmm. pitchness. Like a diamond is what I'm... Exactly, yes. exactly. And then the other one is... The other part of that is just who can who can who can maintain who can maintain the song better, you know, because you start out at Jingle Bells, you know. I, I'm a terrible whistler, by the way. But what I found out is Jordan is also a terrible whistler. Oh, okay, I was gonna do a whistle challenge, but I don't want. But let's do it. I, I don't. I, let's try it. All right, what do you want to whistle? I right mean, now, you pick. All right, uh, Jingle Bells. No. Um. <laughs> Uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight. Yeah. But just the, I can I hear can, you come. Yeah. Can, all right. Yeah. So do we do it at the same time? No. You do it and then I do it. Okay. Oh, we got him first. I've, I've never heard the song in a long time. All right, here we go. I'm going to laugh. I'm going <laughs> to laugh. That's, all right. that's part of the contest. Uh, oh, is that part? Well, yeah, because like, it, it, I mean, it's not part, but that's what makes but, it okay. so hard is like. You, All right, you start yeah, to focus start to sm- and you start to get this really serious face on, right. but you can feel your face getting serious when it's, you're about to whistle. It's <laughs> difficult to whistle with the corners of my cheeks pulled up toward right, my eyes. Right, okay. All I can even try. <laughs> That's amazing. You're an amazing whistler. Oh, thank- I didn't know that. We've been friends for over ten years now, and I didn't know. I honestly didn't that you know you were a good whistler. That I was a good whistler. I didn't. I just thought everybody could whistle like that. No, let me show you what a, what a whistler I am. All right, my turn. <laughs> I, I, I do the, the corners of the cheek. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm laughing already. <laughs> Should I not look at you? Yeah, don't look at me. Okay, I'm gonna look away. I'm gonna look away. I'm looking away. Don't look at me. <laughs> See, and then sometimes you closed your. I, I had to get. To close I my got into it, and I get really like. I just feel so stupid. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll try. It. I'll try. It. All right, just right. slap it off. Okay, straighten out those cheeks. Okay. <laughs> Ha, 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were way better than me. No. You'll listen. All right. All right. We should have our, our audience decide. Okay. Because I think you're better. I thought, I don't know. I'm, I think you were better than me. I think I think the audience will have a clear a clear decision here. Yes, that you're Folks, better. Folks, tweet. I'm going to put a poll on Twitter. It'll replace our last poll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there will be a poll. That, well, this is going to be an official poll. You just have to click Josh or Kevin. Uh, who won the whistle challenge? We should also get Jordan in at some point. I think, yeah, maybe I'll have her come in at the end. Yeah. Um, nice. Okay. So yeah. Josh, Jordan, or Kevin, those are your three options. And uh, go on Twitter, go on Facebook, place your vote. The winner gets, oh. Should we do? Should we do? Should we do? Should we do? I think we should do. Do. All right. No, you do. Okay. You do. I think we are should, we but we should do it. Are we thinking the same thing, dude? Are we doing, are we doing, are we the, doing the same this? thing? Yeah. Are we doing this? Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm, I'm, if we're thinking, we should say it. Okay. The suspense is killing me. It's <laughs> it's got to be killing them. Yeah. All, All right. right. No more waiting. Okay. Here okay. we go. The winner of this whistle challenge, or the oh wait, if it's just a vote, it's just a poll. Oh. Oh. For those who participate in the vote, we will draw a name from a hat. Yes. And you will win a customized pair of Zade Story. Underwear? Should boxers. I say underwear? Boxers. boxers. Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. The picture is up on the website. Boxer briefs. You can pick even whose face. You could. We could. You know what? We'll do both faces. We'll do a full pair of Zade Story boxers. Maybe we should do the winner. The winner of the whistle gets put on. And, yes. Right? Yes. But what if Jordan wins? We'll make her. We'll oh, make her a face. That's perfect. Okay. I feel like Jordan should win just for this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she will. <laughs> With your wise words, maybe uh, she will be maybe the winner. She will. Who knows? I, I don't know. If the listeners go straight off of whistles, I can't imagine anyone but you winning. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Maybe. Uh, yeah. What, what, we don't know what is pleasant to the listeners' ears. You know what is pleasant to my ears? Saying the magnificent Kevin. <laughs> because Kevin, you are magnificent, and we went and watched the movie The Magnificent Seven, which I was surprised to see that Kevin, being so magnificent, was not at least didn't have a cameo. Where were you? <laughs> I missed you. I was uh, I was the warrior. That's why he didn't say much. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's not true. I was just in the background. Oh well. <laughs> Your mustache looked amazing. Thank you for all those. Uh, thank you for those who liked the post enough on Facebook and Twitter to get me to dress up like Denzel. Uh, I I only needed one person to like the post. I was just really excited to dress up for a movie. Uh, that was the one I had picked. But thank you all for participating. I hope you enjoyed the results. What else? You got anything else before we get right into the movie? Well, I've been practicing my country western voice. I don't think I have it down yet. <laughs> You've got a great hat on too. I thank you. Uh, thank you, Pilgrim. That's uh, John Wayne right there. I tend to be doing more Australian accent mm. than I think country western. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> no. Okay, go. I don't know. I don't know if I can, but I would say something like. 
bring that saw wagon over here and skin me some hides. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, the maybe really lose the well yeah, I mean. Until the yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah. The only the only thing I can think of is like my one of my only strong Texas voices is God dang it, Bobby. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> uh, well, we didn't actually introduce ourselves. But oh, Josh, we were having such a good time. This is one of those rare moments where just the conversation is so good. It's so natural. It it's just so flows. natural. We just invite the listeners in, and they're just all of a sudden right there with us. Well, thank you for being here with us. Welcome back to the Zade Story. <laughs> my name is Joshua Story, here with my amazing friend and co-host, Mr. Kevin Zade. Kevin, for the first time in a very long time, is clean-shaven. For, uh, it's been... When was it allowed that facial hair was allowed at Red Robin? Oh, six, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, that's that, that's how long it's been since I've been clean shaven. You know, I used to think I was pretty good looking, but now, I mean, Kevin's not hidden behind his beard, and the true, <laughs> the true handsomeness has has just burst. Thank you. My wife said my head kind of disappears into my neck without a beard. <laughs> oh, that's quite the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I think you're. <laughs> you saved that really well. It's like... <laughs> uh, I think your head and your neck look quite proportionate. Thank you. <laughs> it wasn't. Like she just meant without the distinction. Like... <laughs> oh, it's oh, good. It's good. Well. Speaking of why I'm clean shaven is I shaved my beard into the mustache that Denzel has in the yes. movie. It wasn't quite a perfect match, but it was close enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you got, got the skin color down really well. Yeah. <laughs> no, to all our <laughs> listeners that actually care, I did not go in blackface. Oh. Um, <laughs> so here I am, clean shaven and full of delicious green chili Whatever we had. Enchiladas. 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 They were delicious. They were delicious. As well as the taco salad. Thank you. I'm glad we laughed so much because it burns off more calories. It's true. And we need to burn some of those calories off because I ate way too much. You know who doesn't need to burn any more calories than he already does is Chris Pratt. That's true. Looking amazing again. Mm. This is is the second time Chris Pratt has really wowed me. First time, of course, being Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, Guardians of the Galaxy. It wasn't uh, Jurassic World. I'm shocked. (laughs) (laughs) They can all go back and listen. I hated that movie. But Chris Pratt was great. I think we should get right to it. Let's do it. This is The Run. Run, 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 run. Man carries a gun, he tends to use it. Dan, you dead? Pity. I had just ordered a drink from that man. Took a job looking for some men to join me. Is it difficult? Impossible. How many you got so far? You and me. 
Who's she? We work for her. Good lord. That's right. That man murdered my husband. I want something. I take it. He will take everything we have. So you seek revenge? I seek righteousness. But I'll take revenge. I need more than a few to help us fight. What a bunch of misfits we are. You know how to shoot that thing? I'm good. So am I. He's local, my friend. Oh, we're good. We got a Mexican. I sense we are bonding. Oh. We got a seven. He's got an army. And they'll be murdered by the world's greatest lover. <laughs> well, this movie, The Magnificent Seven, is a remake of the same titled film, The Magnificent Seven, starring Yul Brenner uh, from back in the 50s, which was, or maybe it was the 60s, actually. Do we have a year on that? I know a year on that. Okay. Which was uh, officially a remake of Seven Samurai by uh, something Kurosawa from 1954. Now, I caught up with Seven Samurai on Monday uh, before we went and saw the movie Tuesday. So I was watching this movie fresh from the original source to the Denzel version. But let's get to the uh, let's get to the part where the plot takes over. The movie starts out with a village in the west. The west, the west, and uh, it's a mining town. And a bad guy comes in and threatens to kill everybody unless they sell their land and leave because he wants all the gold in the land for himself. In the middle of this kind of confrontation, he kills this woman's husband and several other of the villagers. And this sets in motion this woman who plans to seek righteousness as she says in the trailer but most of us call it vengeance she'll settle for vengeance yes good line (laughs) and uh so she meets denzel and from there denzel gathers about seven people different types of people warrior gambler trapper drunk yeah and uh and yeah and they go off to save this village from this evil Alexander Skarsgård character. That's pretty good. That was yeah. really good. That was really good, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the movie's called The Magnificent Seven. There's seven heroes. It's against uh, Skarsgård and 300 of his henchmen. Insurmountable odds. Shoot them up. Uh, it's a Western. Yeah. And that's the rundown. Why are you here fighting someone else's fight? These people deserve their lives back. Just make sure we're fighting the battle in front of us, not the battle behind. Every man's got the right to choose where he dies. We have nowhere else to go, so. You ain't never seen a soldier like me. One, two, three, I'm a vigilante. Four, five, six, kiss that ass goodbye. When I pull the gun, then somebody gotta die. What's the plan? I've always wanted to blow something up. Is that a plan? How'd we do? I think we killed them all. 
want to start off on our least favorite or most favorite parts this week? I will start off with least favorite, I guess. Yeah. That's what popped to mind for me. Good. So, this is a remake, and it's a remake with all the big name actors, and I was excited to see it. (laughs) You were excited to see it. You dressed up. Yeah. You looked a lot more cowboy-esque yesterday, or two days ago, than I do right now. Mostly because I don't have the cojones to shave my beard into that (laughs) amazing mustache. (laughs) But, for me, this movie was a western. It was just a western. And it was, the movie starts off like any other western. You know, the, the town folk are in trouble, and... The big money baron comes in and threatens everybody and get off the land or I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to buy you out at a low price. Go get a couple hot slinging western gun shooters that are going to save the day against their insurmountable odds. And it's the same formula for every western. And so that's honestly, I know it's a remake and there's not much you can do with it, but that's what I didn't like. Like I just felt like I was just watching a very good action shoot him up but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just a western i don't like i don't like it i wanted more mm. yeah. i wanted i wanted more of a spin i wanted more of a new age interpretation of the seven samurai way sure sure uh i will tell you i've got two least favorite parts um and one of the least favorite parts is a bummer because it's the premise of the movie insurmountable odds uh you know the difference between rambo one and rambo two you mean first blood and rambo or rambo and rambo three no first blood and and rambo Rambo first blood part two (laughs) right uh yeah the the difference between those two movies is they have the same odds but in the first movie Rambo only kills one person, and it's someone who shoots at him first. In the second movie, Rambo kills... Everything. Everything and everyone in... Everybody's shooting at him. They all miss, and he hits everyone without even taking a second shot. It's the same with James Bond. People can shoot at him with machine guns, and he's shooting at him with a little pistol... And he hits every single one. I hate when there's seven people taking on an army. Literally an army. 300 people at least. And these poor villagers who've never shot anything, never been in a battle, with these seven experts win the day. Like Now, in this interpretation, there's a lot of death on both sides. And I do appreciate that. Um, but I just, it takes a little bit out of the realism and it's just kind of unfortunate. But that being said, oh, I said, I haven't said that in a while. I don't think it's been a long time. Yeah. Well, that being said, I'll say it again just for kicks. Uh, that's the premise of the movie is seven magnificent people band together, get this town to rile up against, uh, unbeatable evil so it's hard to pick that apart so what i will say as my absolute least favorite part is alexander skarsgård the villain he is snidely whiplash he's i don't know what he's trying to do what character he's trying to do but he's cartoonish in a movie that 
otherwise, other than the villain, it's very, it's got a very serious tone. It's got good comic chops from Chris Pratt and Denzel. They have great chemistry. The bad guy should have been twirling a mustache. He was just so over the top. I thought it was a terrible performance, and it, it actually brings the whole movie down a star for me. Well, we've always said, you know, the hero's only as good as the villain. Yeah, and that's so, true. I mean, when you have a villain that doesn't, he's not striking, he's not imposing. And I'll take it a step farther than what you did. A great villain needs a couple great henchmen. Yeah. You know, like Shredder had Bebop and Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted a great henchman that I could at least sink my teeth into that had that twirly mustache. <laughs> I was just that dirty, dirty scoundrel. We, I mean, his best. His best recognizable henchman is the big Indian fellow. Yeah. But he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything. And that's his character. And that's fine, I guess. But, yeah, he doesn't – you kind of know exactly what's going to happen with him, you know. And, uh, yeah, just the villains. Um, Now – oh, I was just going to say, I I think that the hand of the villain – sometimes is scarier than the villain himself. Mm. And so having the hand of the villain would really increase the villain's gravitas. Well, yeah, and like this this guy who has so much power that he can hire an army in a moment's notice or that much money and respect from bad people that he can just walk into villages and kill people and everybody's just kind of like, oh, he's this, he's Mm -hmm. that guy. Like, he shouldn't have to do anything. And... I don't know, like, it was a mixed-up character. Is he the guy who's just crazy and does everything himself? Because that's one type of villain, kind of like Mel Gibson in the third Expendables. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to do everything himself. Um, or there's, like, the ones who are truly villainous that make everybody else do things for him. Um, so, yeah, so I just, the villain was so disappointing. I don't want to do this very often because this is a remake and it has its own value versus the original. But in the original Seven Samurai, there are 40 bandits and seven samurai who train the village. Those are believable odds. Those are, yeah. And I thought that that could have been kept. I didn't think they needed 200 bad guys, two, 300 bad guys to come in like... Just so they can blow up dynamite. Yeah, and... like I, I thought that that's that was my favorite thing about the 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 first one was it was believable. Everything was believable. Their battle plans, their strategies made sense. It wasn't this one guy can kill everybody. Like no seven samurai against bandits versus and the townspeople. So I don't know. I just I thought that they really missed it on the villains. Let's do favorite parts. All right, you go first. Okay. Uh, my favorite part is actually your least favorite part. Mm. It's a Western, and I love Westerns. And I've been dying to see Denzel in a Western, and he nails it. I thought that Chris Pratt and Denzel were perfect together. I thought they nailed each other's abilities very well. Chris Pratt wasn't over the top, but he was just as sarcastic as he's really excellent at. Denzel uh, did his stern-faced comedy with his little one-liner quips, you know, but he played the obvious tough guy, doesn't back down. Um, I thought the action was great. 
There's one scene that involves Vincent DeFrino, I believe is his name. Uh, I've been saying it D- D'Onofrio, but I've been I've heard it DeFrino. Could be either way, but he played Jack Horn. Jack Horn, uh, he was excellent. And there's a moment in the movie involving him and a cannon, and that shot in the movie, literal shot of the cannon and the <laughs> cinematography shot, was awesome like it made me breathe or it made me like guffaw in the theater i was like oh you know like uh there were several moments in there i just i loved the tone of the film i thought it nailed the comedy and the seriousness i don't think they took it too far in either direction except maybe a little bit at the end it seemed to get a little bit too they add a weird backstory to denzel and the main bad guy which I thought it was kind of unnecessary. I th- I think it kind of ruined it actually. It, like it would have been better for me if it wasn't because the entire time you're watching it, you think that he's doing it out of uh, some sort of misguided trust and loyalty to this girl because she's giving him everything. Yeah, and you think he's doing it because he's a good guy, and come to find out in the end, he just had vengeance against that specific guy, and he's decided to take this girl's money and use the town to get back at him. Yeah, it, you're a hundred percent. It 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 really did kind of that i forgot that as i was thinking about this yesterday i hated the ending of this movie uh but it wasn't enough to spoil the rest of it i just i loved everything up until that moment i guess every part of with the bad guy ruined it (laughs) but uh yeah so (sighs) i'd have to say my favorite part is uh the chemistry between the seven you know how we talk about how sometimes you need all famous actors or mm-hmm. or like one famous actor but to raise I thought Ethan Hawke was really good. I thought he was underused. He was so good. He could have been a bigger part. The unknown Asian fellow, Billy. Billy, uh or at least unknown for me. I'm sure he's a known actor. Uh he was really good as Hawke's sidekick. Uh the warrior fellow, what's his name? Uh, well, his name was Red Harvest, but he's played by Martin Sizemere. Yes, uh, he was great. He was uh, he was okay, but uh, <laughs> he didn't talk. Yeah, so, he didn't yeah. talk. Um, Chris Pratt, Denzel, and especially Vincent DeFrino, D'Onofrio. That guy stole the show. He was actually my favorite part of the whole movie. I really liked Haley Bennett. You didn't mention her. I thought she did a really good job. A lot of times the heroine is like too I mean too much, like too in your face, too brassy, right. too unrealistic. And I thought she did a really good job like being just a tough girl that was still feminine that wasn't just like chewing glass and spitting it with the boys like Yes. I thought she did a really good job. Yeah, you're right. Thank you for mentioning her. Uh, I will give her praise as well. You're right. You're very spot on. She really nailed the essence of damsel in distress, yet at the same time not willing to just turn over and die like she was going to stand up. But then not being that one female character who's a damsel in distress at the beginning and then a total badass at at the end. Right. Like... She did her part, and she did her best, and she was okay. She wasn't like she wasn't a sharpshooter. She did her best, and that was really good. 
I guess that brings me to my favorite part of the movie. Uh, you mentioned the cinematography and the very opening scene, the colors and the scenery are so vibrant. Mm -hmm. They're literally gorgeous. And as you watch the movie, I felt like it was a Western, not a soundstage, you know, like I Mm. felt, I felt like it really was beautifully done, beautifully filmed. Not my favorite part, but one of my favorite parts. It's hard for me to say that I liked this because it's the Western aspect, but I loved the seven together and the chemistry and with the girl and and the townsfolk. I like the townsfolk and the way they interacted. Um, but Chris Pratt, baby. I mean, come on. <laughs> we knew that was coming. You knew that was coming. <laughs> he stole the show from me. You're right. He paired up with Denzel splendidly. Like, the two of them were really the main characters that – anchored everybody else but the way like you said ethan hawk was underutilized i like that he was underutilized Mm. i like that everybody had their parts in the significant points in the movie but they just weren't like always there like for me one of the scenes like when they're drinking and like that's like their male bro bonding time before they're gonna die yeah and great scene i i really love that like i looked at it and i was like wow it looks like you know, that's what I would be doing. You know, they're coming in tomorrow, riding in. Like, let's have one great celebration. Mm. But I love the seven of them together. Um, I didn't like the Western aspect. I really want to know because, like, the samurai. I want to know like what would happen if you take these seven and you put them in a, like an Expendables movie or like a Knights in Shining Armor movie. Like, I want to take these seven and move them out of the West, <laughs> and I want to put them in a different time. Mm different fight i'd be interested in seeing the magnificent seven two knights of the round, round table. table right yeah. uh or vietnam mm-hmm. that'd be interesting yeah but the seven i love them chris pratt all the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good so you know what that sound is I know what that sound is. It's time to rate the Magnificent Seven. And no, Josh, seven beers is not an option. Okay. <laughs> Can I just rate it a Magnificent Kevin? Ooh, I like that. That's going to be the title of our show. Nice. <laughs> All right. You go first. You go first because you're going to rate it too low, and then I'll go do you want to do the? <laughs> do you want to do the one, two, three, same time? Okay. One, two, three. Three. Two Five. beers. What? Yeah. Two? Two. Oh. I know. Now, see. I know. Here's the deal. The ma- uh, What's that? Ter- I feel like I've been too generous as of late. That terrible movie that we hate, that you really hate, Mad Max. Yeah. I gave it a four. You gave it a one. Right. I wasn't passionate. I was just positive. This, it, you are very wrong on. All right, I'll go three beers. No, you don't. Go no, don't beers. change I'm it. Gonna go I'm three. Not, I'm All right, I'm sticking two. two. I'm sticking two. But I, the, I just, our audience loves it when we disagree, I and we just, haven't disagreed in a long true. time. I just needed more. I, it was so. It was everything that I would expect, and nothing extra, and nothing new, other than the chemistry between the seven guys. Unrealistic, unbelievable. The insurmountable odds. I'm with you. With if it was forty guys. It would have made so much more sense. 
I I don't know. And it's hard for me to believe that in the Wild West, you have a bunch of farmers that don't know how to use a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you made it that far to the Wild West, you've, you've shot before. You now, know how to hunt. I believe that this is a product of your expectations being too high. I concur. Because two weeks ago when we decided that this was the movie that we were going to see next, we were both literally jumping up and down, oh, excited literally. for The Magnificent Seven. That's right, Pilgrim. <laughs> uh, do you not like most Westerns? No, I do. Like, oh. I do like Westerns. Uh, I was just thinking, uh, what's the movie that they just remade that was really good with Jeff Bridges? Oh, Hell or High Water? No, 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 no. no. Oh, 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 True Grit. True yeah. Grit. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And I kept comparing really it. I kept comparing it to True Grit. True Grit for me was a remake, but it was a standalone awesome movie. Just incredible, well filmed, well acted. <laughs> it wasn't a, a standard western. Like it was great. Like elevated. It was so good. And I wanted that for this movie. And instead, they just took the, the easy way out. Like, you know, badass knife throwing Asian guy. You know, badass tomahawk throwing big bear man. You know, yeah, badass, badass sharpshooter. It would be you, literally these are all the characters that you would expect. And I understand that they're playing off of a different right. role. But there's nothing special about it. I think... True Grit. You're wrong. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong about True Grit. I, True Grit is an example of a remake that proved the first one should have never been made. Mm-hmm. I hated the original True Grit, especially after seeing the uh, the, the real the Coen we'll Brothers. The real yeah. True Grit. Uh, De- Jeff Bridges was incredible for it. Had he not won an Oscar recently for Crazy Heart, he would have won for sure. Uh, yeah, great example of elevating original material. I would say that I would, I would say that this didn't elevate it much, but I felt like this captured it and had its original tone at least. Um, I think part of it is due just to the time and the available camera tricks. I think that part of the reason this movie was so fun for me was the action, um, and I just I I think that it held its own compared. I thought it was original enough. I thought it was compelling enough knowing that it was a remake. Like it wasn't I didn't feel like, oh, I had seen this story before. I was interested in this version of the story. And I think that You're wrong. No. (laughs) I felt like I was watching the A-Team. You know, like when the A-Team, when they get into these big, huge gunfights, and they never get hit. Yeah. Well, I mentioned mentioned that in my least favorite part. one time. Yeah, but remember, four out of the seven die. In the end. But, I mean, to 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 get there... Like the first battle that they're in, I would say that's just had everyone. I, I mean, the majority of the Magnificent Seven die. That's true. I don't think that that is. I don't think that that is. They can't get hit, or they're invincible. Well, a lot of bullets go by them, 
They're standing a out. A lot of bullets go into some of them. In the end. <laughs> in the end. <laughs> after after the Tommy gun comes out. Yeah. Which, I mean, which they should have led with. Is cliche as well. Yeah. But um, I don't think any of these elements make it not worth watching. It's... oh. I I recommend. I will buy this and watch it again. Like you would have bought this even if you hated it, just because Denzel's in it and Chris Pratt. That might be true. That's probably pretty true. Fairly true. Fairly true. <laughs> uh, I did think I did I dislike the movie? This is enjoyable. A way more than a two. A two means you'd never watch this again. I don't know if I'd watch this. Again. Oh boo! I mean, I'd watch it for Chris <laughs> Pratt. I'd watch it for Chris Pratt. All right, well, I th- I mean, I'm happy that we're disagreeing. I'm really bummed that we're disagreeing on this movie. I I am too. That's it's fair. Probably because I didn't wear my cowboy hat yesterday. Or yeah, well, yeah, why. yeah. That might have helped your uh, <clears throat> ag- enjoyment. Probably would have. Folks, listeners, tell us what you think. Is Josh correct? Is this only worth two beers? Or am I correct? Is this five beers? Or are neither of us correct? What would you yeah, rate this movie? Yeah, are you just movie? like, yeah, it was all right. Three beers, four yeah. beers. <laughs> I really wanted to give it a three beer, but I feel like I've just been too kind recently. And somebody mentioned to me that, and I was like, you're right. I have been too kind. You have, out of the two of us, you are a little bit more stingent when it comes to ratings. And I... I don't know if we can do this. We've never talked about this. I've been dying to watch me and Earl and the dying girl. Again? Again. Okay. And I kind of want to bump up my five beer and turn it into a six beer. (laughs) Maybe you won't like it again. I've been trying to convince my wife to watch it with me. She says no. She watched it with you the first time, right? No, she watched the first five minutes and was like i'm going to bed oh it's so good i know and i've just been like I, you know i listened and edited our show and it just made me want to see it again so what would you think if i changed my rating if we watch it again okay you think i should watch it again i think we should watch it again. I rate it again yeah i think we should okay that's I'd, a fair rule i totally watch it again with that's you if you want rule. okay also what do you think about re-rating like going back and doing like a what I would do now. Like, so we take like our top 10 favorite movies and we go back and we're like, all right, I rated it a four, but now this is what I think I would rate it. The rating says the same, but this is what I think, you know, a year after the fact. Oh, interesting. I E Birdman. I just watched Birdman. again. Right. But maybe not necessarily have to watch all 10 movies. No, just... sure. Sure. I think that's a good idea. Uh, we should come prepared though, because I'd I'd have to think about it. I yeah, haven't I even thought about it. Need to come prepared. Seven, seven, seven. The magnificent seven. They were only seven, but they fought like seven hundred to bring the kind of justice that would last. Seven, seven, seven. The magnificent seven. Brand new. We have Zade Story boxer briefs available for those who want to bring us with you wherever you go. 
You go into the movie, you don't have that Zade Story shirt, it's not clean, throw in some Zade Story boxers, you're good to go. You're representing even without people knowing. Nine ninety nine for a pair of Zade Story boxer briefs. The, the picture's up online. They're available. The, it comes in both faces, one face. You email us with your order, and Kevin, we'll make it happen. Nine ninety nine. are you out of your mind? Those are going to go like hotcakes. <laughs> you guys better call quick. You better order quickly. We only have a limited amount in there stock. There is only a limited amount in stock. So, uh, Kevin, can they order more than one? Are there are there limits to the orders? No, they can order. They can order as many as they want. You know what I'm picturing? People are going to be like scalpers. They're going to order it in mass quantity and then sell them. sell them on the market. Well, that's true because the price does drop. Mm-hmm. If you order two, it's seventeen ninety nine. Ooh, yeah. So the scalpers out there, get it, get on this quick, guys. あるアンカンの小さな村に侍の墓が4つ並んだ。野心と光明に使われた狂気の時代に全く名利を変えりに哀れな百姓たちのために戦った七人の侍の話。Josh, we got an email this week. Tell me about it. Uh so I was driving home. You 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 have a barbecue. I like your barbecue. It's really nice. Yeah. And uh, Mondays are garbage day. So I was driving home, and it was later Monday day, and I saw that like somebody had wheeled their barbecue out to have it taken, but the trash people didn't take it. They just left it. Right. And I thought, oh, that's pretty nice barbecue. Like that's that's pretty pretty nice barbecue. Maybe I kind of want it. Well, I have a barbecue, but only one side of the barbecue works. Okay. You know, and, and you know, the grill's kind of getting pretty old, and, you know, it's kind of starting to not look like you want to cook food on it and then eat the food <laughs> afterwards. You guys know what I'm talking I about. I do. And so I think to myself, how funny would this be if late at night I go and I take my barbecue down to their house and swap it out in front of their house and then take their barbecue, which is a lot nicer than my barbecue, and then bring it back up to my house. And then they'd wake up the next day. And they'd be like, the barbecue changed, honey. It's now purple instead of black because my barbecue is purple. (laughs) (laughs) And so (laughs) the question at hand is, did I do it? Well, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to my house. I live on a hill. Like, I you don't realize how steep the hill is <laughs> when you're in a car because a car just boom right up the hill. Mm-hmm. When you're walking it, the hill is really, really steep. <laughs> so instead of wheeling my barbecue down first and then wheeling their barbecue up, I thought, oh, I'll drive down and wheel the barbecue up to my house and then I'll wheel the other barbecue down and my car will be there and then I can drive back. (laughs) 
laughing to myself hysterically as this is going on. Like, I just think this is going to be so funny. So funny. (laughs) Okay. And I realize that I am going to make somebody so upset. But really, how upset can they be? They were going to give it away anyways. They still have a barbecue set in front of the house. It's just a different barbecuer. So, <laughs> so I, so I drive down and I park my car, and I get out and I start looking at this barbecue. It's a pretty nice barbecue. Like you know, it's got the side gas, the side, grill? The side grill for like you know pots and whatnot. It's double decker. It's got the left thing for your your knives and whatnot. It even has like attached to it. Like the grill brushes, the spatulas, the tongs. It's got everything but the tank. I have the tank, but I understand why they would keep the tank. Those things are really expensive. Right, yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. It's 1 o'clock at night. I've waited up for like an extra hour, and I go down there, and I'm like, I'm totally doing this, and I'm so excited. I get it five feet pushed up the hill, and I'm like, nope, that's not going to happen. That thing was heavy, and I couldn't get it up the hill. (laughs) (laughs) so then i started thinking about what it would look like if i'm trying to wheel my barbecue down and it gets away from me and then there would just be like (laughs) spark runaway barbecue just rolling down smashing into cars yeah (laughs) i'm so glad i didn't go through with it (laughs) Uh, that's an amazing story i know wow yeah (laughs) <laughs> I mean, any normal person maybe would have just taken the barbecue, but I thought I'm going to switch them. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> I mean, it was free, so. That's good. Uh, tell me about this email. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Love the show. Long time listener. I was wondering if you could add a segment to your show where you each recommend a movie that is available on a streaming service. Hulu, Netflix, HBO, Amazon, blah, blah, blah. I have a couple kids, and it usually takes a few nights to make a, make it through a movie, so no red box. They don't need to be full reviews, just suggestions, like at the end of Reading Rainbow. Looking forward to the next episode. I like Reading Rainbow. Yeah, it's a great show. It's a great show. So he came in once. And Stephanie Crookshank served him. Lavar. Lavar said he was like the rudest sob in the history of. Really? Yeah. And I was like, it's Jordy LaForge. There's no way Jordy LaForge could be rude. But That's the Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. But it was Stephanie. Love you to death, though. <laughs> I might just cut this out. <laughs> uh, well, in answer to your email, Eric, HBO is currently streaming jobs which josh and i are going to be watching now that's that's not a a blatant recommendation because neither of us have watched it yet but i think that's going to be a review in the future and so we're pretty excited about watching that that's available on HBO. hbo josh have you seen anything floating around on netflix or uh, I saw that Cinemax has Barb Wire starring Pamela Anderson circa 1999, I believe. I did not watch it, but it, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can recommend it. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the best thing about Netflix is, well, the best and worst thing about Netflix is, and Amazon, is every every month or so, they lose and a handful of titles, but they also gain a couple of titles. And so, out of the Netflix recently added, <clears throat> I would have to say that the imitation game is out, and I happen to know this listener, and I will recommend the imitation game to you. It's quite good. It's a World War II The Enigma movie. It was nominated for Best Picture a couple years ago. So, have you seen the Imitation Game? I have not. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch. I like Benedict He's Cumberbatch. He's really good. Um, you can add in anything here. <laughs> I just figured you're going to cut it, so it didn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I did not tell you, or maybe I did. I did. I texted it. But I just need to tell you to your face how amazing the Harry Potter strung together was. <laughs> that with, was awesome. With the music. I mean, the whole thing. And you're like, I'm going to cut that. I'm going to cut that. I'm going to cut that. That's getting cut. That's getting cut. And you're listening the whole time. You're like, I wonder what he's cutting. I wonder what he's cutting. I wonder what he's cutting. And then at the end, you string them together. And you're like, oh. It was just so hilarious. Good. I am glad that you liked it. I thought it happened. Ended up awesome. It was probably the best post ever for me. <laughs> like the best post. Uh, it was a good episode. It was a good movie. Now that's why I kind of wanted to bump up my me and Earl and the Dying Girl movie because I felt like Don't Think Twice was really like impactful, but I stopped thinking about it as soon as we reviewed it. Right. Like, I was I was happy. I didn't go overboard with a six. But uh, yeah, those are a couple of recommendations for those. Uh, if you haven't seen Jaws, Jaws is streaming on Netflix now. That's an awesome movie. What's your favorite thing about Jaws? Uh, well, I think you and I have talked about this, is the fact that it demonstrates so much suspense without ever really getting to see the shark That's exactly until what it the is. end. That's exactly what it is. It builds up so much suspense and so much anticipation. You never see the shark until the end. And then when you do, it's just, it's lovely. And that's the thing is it only kills a couple of people, but it's all this workup about this shark that's killing people. And, you know, in the end, it turns out to be a terrifying shark. But the real terror is the suspense that you build in your mind about mm. this shark without ever knowing what it is. It's a really well-done suspense story. And it's also a great a great vision of something like Jurassic World that pulls all of, it, all of its punches. In the first scene of the movie, a teenage girl gets eaten in mm-hmm. the the second victim of this shark is a is a young boy like he's got to be 10 or 12 like so there's no punches like it creates real suspense um it's not scary scary as an adult watching it for the first time no as a kid i can remember i'd climb into my mom's bed we'd make tater tots and watch jaws and i would be so scared yeah i i didn't see it growing up 
uh, probably a good thing because the, the suspense <laughs> it generates as an adult is still there. It's still a really good story. But uh, thanks for that segment. That's a great – I think that's a great addition. I think people will like that idea. I agree. And don't forget, you can always put on our Facebook pages recommendations that you want us to talk about or watch. Or even if you don't want us to review it, you could just tell us good movies. Uh, I watched The Skeleton Twins based on a listener – suggestion uh i can't talk about it because it's deeply depressing and disturbing while being a really touching story about siblings so that was nice but uh but yeah that's a tough movie to watch good if you like dark depressing independent films but tyler newton yes tyler (laughs) is he the one that suggested it uh no that was okay because i would just say he's probably gonna like that movie yeah (laughs) <laughs> Shout out, Tyler. <laughs> Woo! Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> uh, what else you got, Josh? Anything? Not much. Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. Dinner was delicious. Everything was great. Hat looks great. Thank you. Did you want to do any more accents? Uh, I mean, more like country. Yeah. Like, try. Did you have you worked anything else out? Well, I haven't. Time. I've been sitting here <laughs> talking. Uh, do you want to try? And then, I'll, do you want to try have a conversation? Okay. Okay. Should I do my Hank Hill? Uh, I think that would be hilarious if you do. All right. I'll try and stick in my right. Hank Hill <clears throat> accent. I normally only say, God dang it, Bobby. All right. I'll be Bobby if you want. <laughs> no. You do your Southern. I like your okay. – except for the that one part. <laughs> <laughs> y'all mean. Yeah, y'all mean. <laughs> All right. We'll bring you to these parts here, Lord Kevin. Well, no, I, no, 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 that's Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> what is his name? Oh, Hank. Hank Hill. I sell propane and propane accessories. That sounds pretty nice, sir. Pretty lady. That's my Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> well, dang, God dang it. I didn't know I was going to be talking to the king. You're so good. <laughs> You're so good. Ah, see, we're just missing the opportunities of these celebrity uh. phone calls because we're picking... People too well known. I've got Hank Hill. Who else? <laughs> that was so good. That was just, I'm flabbergasted right now. That's really impressive. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> oh I can do Seth Rogen's laugh. <laughs> 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 that one wasn't as good as the first time. <laughs> good enough. Good enough. Uh, well, folks, I think that wraps it up. Uh, I'm so sorry that Josh disappointed us all. <laughs> With a two. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, I no. do want to hear what, what you guys have to say. The listenership. Yes. <laughs> and girls. Guys and girls. People. What? Listenership. Yeah. Listenership, yeah. 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 The, the whole sailing. All of you. Body. All of you. <laughs> uh, my name is Kevin Zaid. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Email call leave a voicemail josh what's that number kevin you mean that awesome guys who love movies phone number well of course that's 971-209-2717 that was 971-209-2717 kevin i like it let's do a what would google think you said and uh yeah that'd be great for the love of movies and beer he's kevin zade Oh, yeah. And I'm Joshua Story. 
Remember, the best compliment you can give us is give us shout-outs to your friends and your family, people you do know or don't know. Reach out to them on the internet, in person. If you are sitting in traffic, roll down your window and just let somebody out there know they need to be listening to the Zade story. Share us, because we want to be shared. I'm Joshua Story. How many beers we rate your favorite movie? For the love of movies and beer. Ooh, the love. Ooh, the love. It's not the Zade. It's not the story. It's the Zade story. This is Kevin speaking. Now, <laughs> Jordan is here with me in the studio. Hi. You, you shouted. <laughs> Sorry. You didn't have to whisper. <laughs> We're sharing a mic right now, which is kind of awkward. Uh, but this is Jordan for the Whistle Contest. Now, Jordan just made her uh, Avatar character, so if Jordan is the best whistler, you can get your Zade Story pair of boxer briefs with her face on your cheek. So, Jordan, take it away. In the air to- Coming in the air tonight by Phil Collins. I think it's just called In the Air Tonight. We're whistling. Okay. Now, Josh has already done it. You're- I've already done it. Josh was doing it. I know, but Josh does not have the same effect on your laughing whistleness as we do on each other, and you know that's true. <laughs> that's a lie. Wait until you hear the podcast. Kevin Zade. <laughs> Joshua's story. <laughs>